Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 85 years. Learn more at ADR.org. And federal mogul holdings' largest shareholder, activist investor Carl Icahn, offering to buy the rest of the auto parts maker for $7 a share. Global stocks, meanwhile, moving lower as investors proved underwhelmed by vague commitments to spur growth at a meeting of a group of 20 finance chiefs and a cut in China's reserve requirement ratio. Japan's yen strengthening with gold and government bonds on haven demand. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures down four points. Dow E-mini futures down 40. And Nasdaq E-mini futures down 16. DAX in Germany is down 1.2%. 10-year Treasury up 3.30 seconds. The yield 1.75%. NYMEX crude oil, little change, down a cent to $32.77 a barrel. COMEX gold up 1% or $11.90 at 12.32.30 an ounce. The euro, $1.0892. The yen, 112.99. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Yeah, Moscow, thank you very much. We're talking with Ben Emmons. From Leader Capital, there are a number of news events this week that uh, now that the G20 is over, markets can focus on. And let's run through a couple of them, Ben. Uh, A lot of people focused on tomorrow's Super Tuesday results, but uh, so far the markets seem to be relatively sanguine about what's going on. That may be, according to some analysts, because at this point nobody thinks Donald Trump could actually win the presidency. And yet you've got Hillary Clinton likely to be the frontrunner for the Democratic nomination, who has made a lot of proposals that would affect business, including financial uh, financial firms. When does Wall Street start trading off of who may be the next president and what may happen? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Mike, because um, if you look at what Donald Trump has said in the past, uh, you know, he was in a few years ago very much about, you know, I'm a, I'm a real estate developer. I like cheap money. I've always li- loved it. And if you think about that, then you think, well, that's what Marcus would probably like, right? Because who doesn't like cheap money? That was sort of a statement by him. He was also about uh, saying that, you know, I'm going to cut corporate taxes to zero and I'm going to first stimulate business spending, et cetera. So all these things are actually, I would think, positive for markets. But you're right, it's currently not clear who will be, obviously, the next president. We have a long way to go. But what is really the policy from after the Obama administration from here on? How do markets going to interpret that? Back to our earlier discussion, if monetary policy is no longer that effective anymore and markets are starting to come around that idea and say, well, that's not really going to drive market direction, it's going to have to be fiscal policy. And I think markets currently are not clear about what the direction fiscal policy will be because we don't know who will be the president. Uh, clear is that probably as each let's say, hypothetically, Donald Trump gets elected or, or Hillary Clinton, you would expect there would be some fiscal stimulus coming around because that's the mm-hmm. way to stimulate the economy quicker, right? So either way, something like that would, would, would be in the cards now. There's political analysts who would disagree with me quickly, saying, like, wow, it's not possible because of Congress and all these other hurdles. But the fact that you put that idea out there openly, saying, I'm going to stimulate the economy with fiscal stimulus, will then be picked up. I think this rhetoric probably will start to pick up this summer because that's when, when Hillary Clinton and, and uh, Donald Trump will be out there on, on, the, on the campaign. Again, I'm making a statement that Donald Trump will be the GOP candidate. 
you know, he may, he may not. I don't know. It looks like he has a lot of momentum, uh, and that that that, is, uh, that he will be the main person to uh, for the Republicans. But you would think that the rhetoric about fiscal policy is going to pick up in a couple of months from now, and and it's all about then stimulus and how to stimulate the economy against taking measures such as Hillary Clinton has said mm-hmm. about Wall Street and about healthcare and et cetera. Uh, let me just uh, take a quick break here, Tom, to do it. A headline that has just crossed Tribune Media announcing its fourth quarter results uh, and saying they are exploring their options. The company said that they yeah. are going to look at uh, splitting into uh, various uh, components. They may uh, sell off some of their real estate portfolio. Of course, they own the Tribune Tower in Chicago. And uh, they may uh, split it, off uh, some of the, the radio or television properties they have. Maybe it shows the immediacy of the markets. It has yeah. been a train wreck for a decade. Ben Emmons, there was a book put out years ago, sold like the Bible, The Financial Domino Effect by Ben Emmons, How to Profit Now in the Volatile Global Economy. Tell me about the dominoes falling right now. How do you link up our global dominoes? I think, Tom, for, for highlighting that again, I, yeah, the domino is really about the, the three dominoes, basically, that I talk about in that book, the political domino, economic domino, and the, and the financial domino. They're linked to each other. So I think what we're at now is that it is the economic domino, really because the, the global economy is weak, and we continue to see evidence coming out from that. And as that happens, financial markets respond to that. And now, obviously, a number of weeks ago, we've had the distress in the uh, German uh, banking system as a result of unclarity about whether Deutsche Bank and several others could make payments on the bonds they have outstanding. But that was really a result from the idea that the negative interest rate environment that we're in as a result of the economic environment that we're dealing with are now impacting banks and margins, and banks have to lay off people, and their business models are falling and as a result, people are doubting now about banks being able to pay off their debt until there was a policy reaction. And that's what we saw, I think, the last show we talked with each other mm-hmm. right at that moment that they came out, okay, we're going to buy back some of that debt, and then the domino briefly right. stopped. I think that's the, that's the domino we're in. We're in the domino of, of economic data that drives financial markets, and that leads then to further effects. That's the domino we're in. Ben Evans, thank you so much. Appreciate it with Leader Capital. Getting us started on a Monday. Lots to talk about. Michael, we will be in Washington tomorrow with 99.1 FM Washington. Indeed. A conversation um, with the chair, chairman, I should say. He's not the chair. The chair Yellen. Chairman Greenspan. Chairman Greenspan. Former chairman. Chairman Emeritus. Whatever I, I am we'll dying to talk to him about his thoughts on the theoretical foundation of negative interest rates. Absolutely. Yes. I really can't um, wait to do that. And a congratulations to the folks at 1200 AM Boston, actually not to them, but to the Boston Globe uh, people who are listening to us <clears> on 1200 AM. Yeah. Um, Spotlight wins Best Picture. It caught fabulous it, it, movie. Fabulously, it, it, by far and away, the best Boston movie I've ever seen. They caught it. There's a scene at a Catholic charity late in the movie that was just brilliant. They yeah. just absolutely... Uh, nailed it. Uh, just an extraordinary movie. Good morning to all of you. Bloomberg 1200, Boston. Michael McKee and Tom Keane with the yield in two basis points, 1.75%. Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Bank of America. Merrill Lynch's global cash management solutions helping you manage, protect, and invest your global cash wherever the road to growth leads. That's the power of global connections. Bank of America, North America, member FDIC.